I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off My brain's repeating Welcome to We Have Facts, the idiot's guide Ugh. Wait, I haven't decided what the new intro is going to be <laughs> Are you just going to keep this rolling? Uh, no, no, no Uh Welcome to We Have the Facts, two idiots journey through all things music. Uh, nope, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Are you just going to keep all this in? No! <laughs> Why not? I want them to know how stupid you are. Welcome to We Have the Facts, this is the show now. <laughs> is that your lazy beginning now? I'm Ali, your host, and with me as always is my ex-friend and co-host, Justin Tajer. Hey, how's it going, guys? God damn it. Damn it. We're not doing an intro anymore. I think we're done. <laughs> no more intro? Even when we do the next band? Uh, we'll see about the next band. Uh, but this is the summer season. Welcome back, everyone, uh, for more of this show, I guess. Wow, I've yeah. gotten real bad at this. Uh- <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, uh, Ali has the whole beginning memorized and just spits it out. So now that he has had to think... He doesn't know how to do it anymore. Uh, Ali's unemployed and going through a lot of changes in his life, and the world's a strange place. Yeah. Okay, so this is the summer season, and the entire mission of this season is that Justin's going to bring a random album by a random artist, I'm going to bring a random album by a random artist, a guest, or you as the fans will suggest a random uh, album by a random artist, and we will do that album. It's not a deep dive into a band's discography, it's more an exploration or a suggestion uh, chain of, here's an album I love, how do you feel about it? Here's an album I hate, how do you feel about it? Here's something I want to hear your opinion about. That's entirely the essence of what the show is going to be about for the summer. Yep. And, I'm and forward we to also it. have some fun tidbits about uh, shows that we're seeing. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, uh, I was going to talk today's, about the Death Cab stuff, but that's uh, probably its own episode. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, today's episode, though, uh, the album we decided on the last episode when we did I Am Easy to Find, uh, we decided to do Julian Baker's Sprained Ankle, which is an album that we talk about a lot, an artist that we talk about a lot, and one artist that me and Ali probably like the same. Yeah, we have seen Julian play live. I've seen her once. You've seen her twice? Yes. Well, I've yeah. seen her once by herself. Well, technically, at the Boy Genius show, she did play a solo set and then play Joy Ge- Boy Genius mm-hmm. songs with uh, Phoebe Bridgers and um, Lucy Dacus. Yeah, so um, uh, we saw her together at one point in Somerville, Massachusetts. It was a pretty amazing show. Um, we were two grown men uh, trying not to cry. It was That's pretty fair. Good. So, Justin, how were you introduced to uh, Julian and how did you get to love her? Uh, so funny story. Uh, I don't mean to break. I don't mean to break any rules and tell the people how to ma- how we make the soup. But we were discussing what album we're going to do next after this, and I decided this was Ali's pick. My pick is going to be Jawbreakers, Dear You. And coincidentally, the first song that I ever heard by Julian Baker was a cover of the song "Accident Prone" that she did live on piano. It brought me to tears. <laughs> So then I realized that I should check out her stuff, and at that time she had already had Sprained Ankle out for a little while, and I think she did that tour when she did the Accident Prone cover. It was like 
in Belgium or something like that, and mm-hmm. it blew fucking the internet's mind. And that's I'm pretty sure that among her being awesome, uh, brought her on the scene and uh, jump started her career. And uh, shout out to uh, Joey Cahill, a friend of the podcast and man who I just watched his dogs for the weekend um, for putting out this record. <laughs> yeah, Ali, how how do you feel about the record? Okay, well, so I have always had this thing where there are periods where I get obsessed with certain types of music or certain genres of music, and sometimes it's just a type of vocals. And I had a a, a phase where I was going through where I was just listening to female acoustic artists, like a lot of like toned down music with strong female vocals. And there's a word for that, Ali, singer songwriter. Sure, but uh, I'm not going to use those words. <laughs> um. So during one of those phases, uh, and this is very early on in our friendship, where this is like maybe a few months after we had met, um, I told you about this and you go, oh, you know who you should really listen to is Julian Baker. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. So we sat in your apartment and you played her record. And I was like, oh, I'm really into this. And I took down her name and I listened to the album once, twice, three times. And then I got like very obsessed with her album. And then the second album came out and I got obsessed with that one. And she's just been uh, one of my all time favorite artists ever since. Yeah, no. And our friend George, who's been on the podcast many times and, uh, uh, you know, just general friend in life, I guess, sometimes. But um, he uh, he always makes fun of Julian for how oh, wide she opens her mouth. Yeah, that is something that I realized when we saw her live is that so she's like a small, petite young lady um, who usually speaks in a very quiet voice and then belts while she's singing, like will will go into these ballads where her voice like can take up an entire room. And she, when you see her perform it like on video or live, it's like she unhinges her jaw and like lets out this entire like cascade of noise from her mouth. And to uh, me, it is. Uh, I mean, it's the- a cascade of symphony of beautiful vocals, but it does look like a uh, <laughs> snake unhinging its jaw to eat a whole mouse. It's one of the like most magical, awesome experiences I've seen like live. Just like that little girl, like not. I'm not gonna call her a girl because that's the meaning. But. You were about to say a little girl who unhinges her jaw. That's what that you. That's what you were about to say, Ollie. No, no, no. no. I, 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 was, like to I was about to say this. This small frame woman who like fills up an entire uh like stadium, an entire theater with with that like loud sound that commands attention, and uh, it's like one of the things that very much draws me to her as an artist. Yeah. Um. I will say this though. Uh, I mean, this is a side point on on the record. I mean, I, what I feel like this summer is like. There, I feel like there's very going to be very few records unless we explicitly go for like a record I know you won't like. That like I feel like some of these episodes just could be kind of pointless because like all right, we all agree. All right, it's great, record's great, and uh, see you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like for instance, this one. <laughs> Yes, this this I think will be a lot of agreeing. Um, I mean, maybe the more interesting one would would have to be doing her second album, which I think I love a lot more than you do. But that's not what we're discussing right now. Oh, it's fair. We're taking it back to the original classic, which was originally self-released and then uh, was uh, re-released and brought pro- brought to prominence by Six One Three One Records who we try to promote as much as possible because they are run by awesome people. Um, so yeah, uh, you want to dive into the record? Yeah, sure. So just a quick, uh, quick, uh, like quick, opening up with a quick, a quick opening. Yep. What this record is about. Uh, it's a lot about drugs, addiction, God, 
uh, love, hate, like all these emotions. Uh, but it's dealing uh, with sexuality and being religious. Yes, is a big theme. It's a heavy album. It's just something I wanted to bring up off the bat, which is like the topics she discusses are not light. It's not light fair. Uh, the music is very somber in tone. Uh, I mean, sometimes it cascades and gets really loud, but it's not in itself like a... Well, I mean, it's either her, her and a piano or her and just a guitar on exactly. this record. Yeah. At least on in the, on the... On, on, not the at least, but like, I like this record a lot. But the second record, like, you'll have some like violin and guitar or something like that. But it's always... She's she's pretty much very bare bones. Yeah. So At uh, least in her solo work. Let's start off by playing Black Top. You think that there's a way Could I ever get too far You'd ask me where I'd been Like I ask you where you are I know you're in the pew great opening it is a fantastic opening it's um so this song specifically is about like this opens up the theme of like drugs and a bender and being out on the road and in a car crash and it immediately and sets this and, and you have i mean literally this this song pretty much paints a picture of what the record's about because it gives you imagery of like a church and stuff like that even though that's not as prominent on the song in terms of like the themes but she makes a um a uh uh, metaphor for it so um but in in general it's it's definitely leaning towards a drug uh, addicted song um no it's a it's a beautiful track um i'm going to say that a lot because this album in as a whole is hauntingly beautiful i agree i mean uh just from the the line in the song uh, a sailing communion that i held like a seance on the blacktop is just it's like one of those lines that are just like magic to me, right? It's it's very simple but elegant. Also, imagery. how the fuck did you write that? Yeah, it's it's simple. It's not a complicated line. It's not one of the most like you don't need to struggle to identify what it means. It just it's immediately an image that you can see in your brain clearly and beautifully. Yeah. No, and, it's yeah. I mean, devil in my arms, say feed me to the wolves tonight. I mean, it's I mean, it's a very roundabout way of saying like oh, I'm. I'm I'm filled with drugs and don't whatever. So, uh, Julian Baker, if if you aren't uh, familiar with her, definitely paints a beautiful picture and is not in a way that Matt from the National is nonsensical. She is very vivid in her description. Yes, uh, I think usually when she's when she's painting a, a, an image with her words, she tells you what she's she's doing. Right? It's not a try to interpret this or there's six ways to figure this one out. It's often very straightforward. You get it. Yeah. All right. Don't get yourself a sprained ankle on that marathon that you're trying to run, Ollie. Have you even ran yet? Uh, I went running three times. To- oh, God. Now we have to explain the whole marathon thing to the listeners, something we have not done yet. That's fair. Do you want to save it for later? Um, sure. Yeah, let's talk about this some other time. Let's talk about sprained ankle, though. 
I'll leave, I'll leave the intro for you. So this is the song I first fell in love with uh, from this album. It's the, you know, the title track, uh, and it's just a strong song. She's talking about, I think, in my opinion at least, um, there, it's a lot about anxiety. She, there's um, allusions towards her addiction to smoking, um, just the heavy weight that your anxiety holds on you. And the simile of a sprained ankle on a marathon runner. Ali, I feel like we don't fully connect with this song, though, because we are anxiety-free. Yeah, Justin and I definitely do not get panic attacks and are anxious guys that just generally operate in the world uh, very difficultly. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, no, this this song does play to that. And it's an interesting, interesting take on anxiety and not just being very, like, forward about it, but just... Uh, I feel like it's a very palatable thing for someone who does suffer from uh, severe anxiety and uh, and as well as addiction stemming from uh, that uh, that their anxiety pretty much stems from. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I like the idea of that this whole thing is like your life is a marathon and and uh, this is the thing that's holding you back. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta keep running through it, kind of like shin splints. Mm-hmm. Um, but shin splints doesn't sound as good. <laughs> there's um, there's a lot of ways different people experience anxiety, but I'm one of the people that gets like tightness in the chest. So when she goes, um, each one a lead weight hanging. Uh, sorry, what's the line? Each one a lead weight hanging between my lungs, spilling my guts. Yeah, that's that's very like feels like a very apt. Um, description of, of how I feel in my panic attacks, which is something that I very much related to when, when listening to this song. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like shaving off breaths, each one so heavy, each one so cumbersome. I mean, because at the, at the time, the thoughts, I feel like, become so cumbersome that you can't you can't handle them. But to, for me personally, like, um, not to say that I'm cured of my anxiety, but I've learned that because these thoughts are so cumbersome about everything, like when you are in a panic, in a panic state it's best to just let them kind of blow by you i i lamely subscribe to the uh metaphor another uh, metaphor uh to uh meditation and uh i am a firm believer that uh can help anybody with uh, anxiety as well as other things i very much support people who meditate uh, but i've tried it myself and it did not work yeah you're not good at it i'm not the, the, <laughs> when i'm quiet the loud voices get louder I think I think that might be another problem. Uh, um, I think might as well take a break right now and talk about the marathon thing since we just brought it up. Um, yeah. So uh, I found a book on the street. Of course, that's the typical way an Ali story would start. Street, street gross person. So I found a book on the street and I opened the book and it turns out it is a 
Um, it's one of those store-bought bucket list things, right? It's something you can buy from a bookstore that has a bucket list pre-written, and you're supposed to just fill it out with your experiences. Uh, and I had realized that someone had left this book behind and had not gotten to finish uh, their bucket list. However, one of the things they did finish was uh, go to a dog shelter, and the comment they wrote afterwards was, so much love, but so much poop. And That's that true. And con- Ali's favorite thing is poop. That connected to me such a fundamental level that I thought, okay, I need to now finish this bucket list for the person who never got to. Whether that person has died or just incapable of finishing this bucket list or more likely than not, just not interested anymore. Yeah. I decided I'm going to finish this book. And one of the elements on this book is run a marathon. So I've decided within the next year, I'm going to train to run a marathon. Now, for those of you who know me personally, you might know there's no way I'm going to do it. For those of you who have seen pictures on me online, you can immediately determine Ali is not in good shape. And a marathon does not seem to be in his near future. And he is not in that like, hey, I'm turning this ship around kind of phase. But (laughs) like like if we said run a mile, he'd be like, okay, I, I, I could I could. Uh, turn the ship around for that. But I not, ran a mile this morning. Calm down. <laughs> not 26 miles. Okay, I'll get there. Okay, I have a year. Uh, I'm currently training. I ran three times this week, so that's better than zero know. times. Doesn't seem like you have any excuses like uh, like Julian here with the sprained ankles and all. Maybe uh, you have some uh, brittle bones. Okay, moving on then, I guess. Justin's done with this conversation. Brittle boned. Brittle boned. I thought it was brittle bones. I didn't realize it was brittle boned. Brittle boned. I think she's describing herself in the song. Um, I mean, she's clearly just talking from her own point of view, and the. But I think it's it's about. Um, so it's clearly the setting is a hospital, uh, and I, I've seen a lot of discussion online about whether it's about killing parts of your own past. Um, or if it's about attempted suicide, because she says, because uh, I'm so good at hurting myself. So it seems to be that there's uh, like uncertainty there, or, or maybe it's uh, an addiction problem uh, that's put her in this hospital. It's unclear what put her in that situation, but it's, it's definitely about that moment of post-trauma in a situation 
that like stale, sterile situation where you're reassessing everything and you're kind of examining yourself uh, and your flaws and what put you there, essentially, in my opinion. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's very much – I don't know if it's necessarily a suicide attempt, but it's definitely a um, – uh, like just – she's going through just the point of just the fact that she's beating herself up kind of deal. I mean, I think that's pretty uh, – no one can argue that. Um, I mean, it's definitely a place that I feel like a lot of people, even if you don't suffer from any mental illness or um, anything, like we all tend to beat ourselves up. So I think it's a very uh, – um, a song that we can all relate to. I agree. Was that all you have to say about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Why? You're really calling me out for this. No, 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 no. It's just I, I thought that you'd have more to say because uh, everybody does. Oh. <laughs> I know I'm part of filthy wreckage. You will wish you gonna run and find out who I am yeah, you gonna Everybody does. Yeah, so favorite track on the album. Uh, I mean, I, oh, I'm i going to have a very hard time when I, I, I come to the favorite tracks, but this is definitely up there for me. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, it's about that insecurity you feel uh, when you're getting to know someone or you're with someone and you're afraid uh, of... You, you can see the inevitable end in your mind, whether or not it really exists, because you're like, I've experienced the end before, and... That's so therefore everything ends. So yes, why, why, everything. why would happiness exist? Yes, and this song brings like uh, some much needed energy. Um, it, like it, it's a little bit of a step up in terms of like sound and energy compared to the the previous ones. Yeah, it's definitely a step up in pace, which definitely like I would say like one definitely at least a step up, maybe a step and a half. Um, but yeah, no, it's I I mean this song in itself, like when when you're kind of in that gloomy feel of like the the, the especially in her live performance, this song definitely like amps up the crowd. I mean, not necessarily saying this is like a fucking speedy track that's gonna go crazy, but it's definitely her one of her more uh, fast paced tracks. Yes, and uh, in some of the opening lines of this song, uh, she goes, "Cause I'm interested, and our carpenter is so elegant at placing splinters right be- beneath my nails where I cannot dig them out." Uh, yep. Which I think are, are very evocative lyrics that uh, I I really love. And yeah, I mean, I I feel like all of her lyrics are very simple in nature, but very evocative at the same time. Yes, and then there's also again, um, possibly I think so, some god imagery with the uh, the carpenter thing because she yeah. just really enjoys her her Jesus. Uh... Which, by the way, normally turns me off, but I feel like when you dial down the Jesus and Jesus is only like sprinkled in, I can deal with it. 
Well, here's why I think it works. Because I'm with you. I, I'm not into Christian rock. I'm usually not into like heavily religious music. But what I like with her is that it's about the struggle between her and her faith. It's about like that real relationship where God and her belief system plays a role rather than it just being the center of the, the theme of the song. So yeah, it's I about mean, well, all it's these terrible like- things and how God or religion does or does not fit in there. Well, to be fair, I mean, she uh, I, I know for a fact she's a fan and she's done a cover with another band that sprinkles in a lot of religious. To be fair, his father's pastor is the uh, uh, Andy Hall from uh, Manchester Orchestra. Mm-hmm. But they both very much subscribe to Pedro the Lion's style, which is like, yes, he sings about religious um, religious themes, but also at the same time, he talks about banging hookers and smoking, smoking and doing drugs. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that far in, but I think you can definitely see it and even if you go back further into blues and a lot of some old folks stuff, you can hear some of that, like, uh, um, you know, struggle with, with God and there, that place for, for God and grief and, and sadness and despair, um, which I think is, is a more interesting topic than just, uh, I love Jesus and if it's quite all right. Is is that what they're like? That's that's my uh, good good news. You're not in a band. Okay, I used to be in a band, but whatever. I mean, I feel like it's it's a pretty self-explanatory track, just trying to find the good in what's going on. Well, yeah, it's it's clearly she's she's um, trying to keep her drug addiction at bay in order to 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 keep her relationship alive, right? She's, I mean, the the line is um, uh, me in the tap water circling the drain because it's heavy, but I'm really trying hard to keep my nose clean and the blue out of my arms, but it's not easy, right? She's Yeah, she's, and I grind my teeth like sutures, mm-hmm. my mouth like a wound, just to fucking, just to get through the day, she's gotta fucking keep up with just, like, biting her tongue, essentially. Yeah, it's, again, very, very beautiful, clear lines, like, they're not ambiguous, she's not drawing this, like, impossible cryptic message, but actually just putting you in her situation, putting you in her shoes, and you can feel that addiction and you can feel that pain. And it like it's this type of song that made me later on when I found out that she's, I think, younger than me, like really pissed me off because I was like, oh, God, she's 
seen and done so much and like has has had the wherewithal to now reflect upon it whereas i feel like when i'm in the shit i'm still living in the shit and uh, there's still more shit ahead of me and i feel like she's on the other side reflecting back a little bit that's fair and i uh, i mean you are a mess of a human so (laughs) fair enough um, <laughs> no rebuttal. <laughs> I got nothing for you, buddy. Again, I'm unemployed and sad and alone right now, so uh, I, I'll just wow. take the shot. <laughs> I'm a broken man. I got nothing left. All right, do you want to jump back into something? Yeah, let's jump back into something. I know you're sleeping by now. I'm still up. Walking around the walls of my skull Bent backwards in like a labyrinth I knew I was wasting my time Keep myself awake at night whenever I close my eyes I'm chasing yourself So good, yeah. No, I, I like this track a lot. Uh, I I think the instrumentation on this is probably one of the more interesting songs. I mean, I know that it's none of this record is particularly complicated, but I think that a lot of the finger picking on this is pretty cool, and um, I think adds to the mood. And clearly, it's just I mean, it's a simple fact of like, especially when you're in a in a uh, anxiety fueled space or in a drug addled. Um, place you need you need to try to find something to get off your mind or, or something a distraction which is very hard to do whenever you pretty much your mind is saying don't think about purple well you're always going to think about purple if you're doing that yeah it's to me it's i mean this is not exactly what she's talking about in the song but to me it's the same feeling of you know when someone insults you and you have the perfect comeback but you don't say it until too late and then you're kind of obsessed with it I assume you do that a lot. All of the time. That is basically my life. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's it's definitely that same feeling of being obsessed with a relationship that had ended and something you could have said to save it or obsessed with like the person and like the reasons it ended and your silence that that you feel like had ruined you, right? You had this moment where you could have said something and changed the course of the way things would happen. But you didn't. And then you never not think about it. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with that. I think I think it's pretty pretty much that. And then combined with just, you know, obviously not being able to take your mind off something. Exactly. Um, again, it's uh, you know, it's it perfectly speaks to this this whole theme of being in your own head and being anxious and thinking every, every moment about everything you messed up and She's she's very good at that kind of songwriting. Yeah, it's a great feeling because something I feel all the time. So it's good stuff. 
Thanks, what, thanks, Justin? Julian, for, thanks you for regret Julian for, uh, bringing it back. <laughs> All right. Well, try to relax and rejoice. Wow. Rejoice. Yeah, this is one of those uh, very powerful tracks of hers. I mean, I think this speaks to, I mean, obviously rejoice is a very religious term, um, but I think it's calling for a sense of equilibrium in her own head. That's like she's almost fighting herself to be like, let's get fucking equilibrium now because I'm I'm trying to do everything to do that, but there's nothing that I can fucking do to do that. Yeah, it's definitely the most God-forward one. Out of everything. And it's, I think, about some, like, it's some level about, like, spoiled opportunity, like, what you've been given that you've wasted away, what you don't have that you keep uh, demanding, uh, and the idea that she believes that there is a god that is uh, there for her in, in the bad times and the good times, listening to her, watching her, whether it's waste away or curse his name or... Uh, doing something good and and that's kind of where that i feel the song is coming from it's definitely like a very hardcore christian belief uh and it's you know again god is like linked to a lot of this stuff that like like the aa is very god heavy and and the this is like definitely one of the reasons why right it's that well i mean that's what i mean let's be real most junkies if they want to fucking get off this get off this stuff is that they fucking they they always find god or Jesus. Yeah. That's. I mean. That. I mean. Look, man. I. I'm not a proponent of religion, and I think it is the source of all evil. But if it helps you sleep at night and helps you live a healthier lifestyle, then that's great. But just don't tell me how to fucking live my life. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in general, this song is very powerful in that connection, right? And whether that's your faith or you're not your faith and if you have a different faith or if you don't have any faith you definitely believe in something right and this is her surrendering to that higher power yeah i mean and that's the whole thing with the with the aa it's main i mean yes it's linked with heavily with catholicism hence irish catholics um (laughs) who have tend to be have the worst drinking problems but um for most part like it's just the idea of having a higher power because you have something to answer to because if you have nothing to answer to then you only answer to the drug yes there'd be alcohol pills fucking cocaine whatever Mm -hmm. so all right well uh we're coming up near the end and let's go to the penultimate song vessels
Vessels. I'd like to think that the song is a uh, ha- pays homage to um, Tiny Vessels from the album uh, Translucism by Death Cab for Cutie because I know that she is a big fan. Um, and I'm pretty sure she's performed the song with him live at a solo show um, where they both perform solo. Uh, but yeah, no, this this is this. To be fair, I think I could have dealt with this song being the last song. To be fair, um, I will say. I will get to it next song, but it's a good song. Um, It introduces an idea that comes into play in the last song as well, where, you know, your body is just a vessel. Again, this is somewhat of a God uh, topic as well. Well, vessels, I think, can allude to a lot of things in this song. Vessels is in her blood vessels because she talks about how there's uh, black ink in her skin. Uh, I I assume she means the drugs, but also her tattoos, possibly. Um, Yeah, that's fair. And then she, the vessel in which like light deliver, God delivers light or whatever. But then also the idea that her body is a vessel, right? That she's not just her corporeal form. And this is just like an abused thing that she carries around. And that's something that comes back in the, in the, the next song as well. Um, where she's, she's just talking about tearing away this, this armor and this vessel to reveal what's inside. Yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that. All right. Let's uh let's go home. Let's take it home. All right. Well, uh yeah, let's go home. So yeah, I mean this this is this fully encompasses the unhinging of the jaw. <laughs> yeah, that that I want to go home at the end is is powerful, and I just kind of want to break down that last. So this is definitely one of my favorite songs off the album, but it didn't start off as one of my favorite songs. It's something that like I kind of came into later on and fell in love with, and I think that just that last part of the songs where she goes, um, "I haven't been taking my meds, so lock all the cabinets and send me to bed." Cause you know, uh, cause I know you're still worried. I'm gonna get scared again and make my insides clean with the kitchen bleach. But I've kissed enough bathroom sinks to make up for all the lovers that never loved me. Like just that. Why wow, you just you just put a lot of uh, mm. your fucking uh, slam poetry emphasis on that. Yes, but I I absolutely <laughs> love that part of the song. And then going back to vessels. This is where she comes back in and she goes, I know my body is just dirty clothes. Like, you know, this is just all like a vessel that this is not real. And I'm tired of washing my hands. So if you know 
that this is all disposable and they go away. What's the point of washing your hands? What's the point of keeping it, keeping it clean and healthy? Uh, God, I want to go home. And that's just like kind of encapsulate the entire album, right? She's been taking care. She's trying to take care of herself after so long of not taking care of herself. And it's just weighing down on her and she just wants to kind of be done with it. Yeah, no, I, I concur with that. Well, I mean, it also could be seen as like something like suicidal as well. Cause it's just like, not suicidal, but just like, fuck this. I just want to go home as in heaven. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, um, cause I'm going to try to make my, uh, insides clean with the kitchen bleach. Like that, that's definitely, she's talking about suicide and she's in her next album. She also discusses suicide where she goes, uh, I wouldn't do it, but it's not a joke. Uh, in what's that song? Turn out the lights where she kind of, it's talking about how every That's time on the she, second record, second record so for yeah. people that don't know. So every time she turns out the lights and she's going to bed or trying to relax, that thought, the impending doom and the thoughts of suicide and ending it kind of approach her and she kind of needs to fight them off. Uh, so I don't think she's actually suicidal, but she definitely has had that suicidal ideation and has had to fight those demons off before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, anyone that's, come back from drug addiction definitely has had the thought of just like well fuck <laughs> it's easier to die than fucking go through this shit yeah so that's why drugs are so good they make you they, they're so good that they ruin your life <laughs> uh, that's fair sounds like my ex-wife okay oh. <laughs> oh. um I don't think uh to be fair for this one I think we could both go without saying our least favorite track because I don't think there is one. I, I don't know if I have a least favorite track. I, I actually love all of these but songs I can say, so much. Yeah, I was going to say, I can honestly say I think I like every song on its own. It's and also that, like that, nice, sweet, simple. It's not very heavy album. I mean, it's heavy topically, but it's not a heavy, like it's not super long or, you know, exhausting. Yeah, no, exactly. There's not like, you don't have to listen to the thing 7,000 times to be like, oh, I finally like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like how I felt like I'm easy to find took me two and a half weeks to like just to get into and now I'm in love with it but it very well could have been the other way uh, okay favorites Justin uh, everybody does and I will say <sighs> something probably um, those two are definitely high up for me. I'm going to say Sprained Ankle and Go Home, mostly because you didn't cover them, and I love those two songs. It's fair. I mean, the record as a whole is very good. It's really, and... really good. I, I I, mean, I know sometimes we talk about these albums, and some people listen to the podcast and not necessarily go back and listen to the entire album, but this is an album worth just putting on and like just spending an hour with and just like kind of letting it sink in. That's fair. And, uh, and also, she has... A bunch of sevens and mm-hmm. uh, singles that are very good as well. Um, Funeral Pyre in particular, and Distant Solar Systems and Red Door. I agree. And you can check out her uh, second her sophomore effort, which was um, uh, which is uh, Turn Off the Lights. And she is recording currently. Yes, uh, I am very excited to see what she does next. She's just one of these artists that so far has not let me down. Uh, and you know, I. I uh, I think, uh, like, the weakest thing for me from her has been, uh, some of, like, one of the Boy Genius songs. And even that was, like, not that bad. Yeah, no, I don't think she's had a bad release yet. Mm-hmm. 
I also think that the Boy Genius thing is also cool for another reason because that was super punk rock. They just kind of went in a studio for a week and just fucking banged it out. Yeah, no, that's I. I think that effort ent- entirely that like combination of of women who are talented and amazing and awesome coming together and making that like randomly putting together this like work of genius and then just touring with it was amazing. And I am very, very sad that I missed that tour. Yeah. You know, it uh, sucks for people that suck like you. Yeah. Those are three Uh, of my favorite artists and I I missed uh, all of them. Yeah, no, uh, sucks to suck. They'll probably never do it again. Um, (laughs) Also, I saw better oblivion community center. That was also very good. Um, Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. So rough, rough life out there. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ali, what are you listening to? What are you What are you watching? What do you What do you What do you got going on in your life? Oh God, I've got literally nothing going on in my life. Um, I finished <laughs> Gentleman Jack. That's a good show. Uh, literally, I watched a lot of our cartoon president on Showtime. That's the Stephen Colbert show about Donald Trump. That's pretty good. Yeah, I got nothing for you, buddy. I have you seen I Am Mother? I have not. Uh, that's an interesting uh, movie. I think you should check it out, mostly because I have a lot to say about it and might as well burn half an episode of this podcast talking about it. That's fair. Um, what have I been listening to? Uh, so the new – something that just came out that I did not expect to like at all because <laughs> I don't care for them that much. Um, well, I, not that I should say I don't care for them, but I don't care for the lead singer. Uh, I'll just say it. The new Tours album is Fan fucking tastic! Wow, glowing praise. like I am not a Jack White guy by any means. Like, like White Stripe songs are okay, whatever, and I don't like any of his solo efforts. But I feel like Jack White as a whole is a very talented musician, but he needs people to rein it in for him. Like, all right, like don't don't do that. Like, like dude, just just stay normal. <laughs> and um, this new track, this new album, Help a Stranger from front to back, perfect. Yeah, it's just a good rock and roll record, mm-hmm. like just all the way through. Uh, the new Bad Books album, Bad Books Three, which I am seeing them on Tuesday, which is the day this podcast will probably come out. Um, that's very good. Uh, it's a little bit different. There's no percussion on it, so it's only Kevin, Andy, and the piano, uh, the keyboardist for uh, 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 Manchester Orchestra, who escapes my mind right now. But um, and I will say weirdly enough for that record because I tend to like all the Andy songs more. I will say that I'm pretty sure that I actually like the Kevin songs more, which is uh, uh, which is pretty interesting. So um, mm-hmm. definitely worth a listen. But like I said, that that new Rock and Tours album, uh, and I'm actually seeing them. They're they're at least they're very highly billed. I don't know if they're headlining a date of the Riot Fest, but they are playing Riot Fest, and they will be a hundred percent. I will be seeing them now after listening to this record. Um, yeah, just, just listen to that record. It's great. All right. That's awesome. Um, uh, also what else am I watching? Watching. I am, I told you I am finally getting around to watching Ozark. I watched, um, one season yesterday and I probably will finish the second season today. Yes. Uh, I'll also say that if you are a fan of Julian and you want to kind of know a little bit more about her, there's a great interview on the podcast query with her, uh, with Cameron Esposito that's uh I think really worth listening to yes um yeah and I mean for those of you who don't know uh Julian Baker is also a uh I mean you just said a query but like she is a very uh very strong queer advocate 
and uh, very awesome in, in that, and I think has put pushed a lot of boundaries for that, and kind of showed. I mean, she's a she's an artist that I feel like is very interesting because she pushes the realm where she can like easily go in and out of like the hardcore scene to the fucking indie scene to even popular music. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was even on a Touche More track, so like. She literally knows no bounds, and she and she's hit this his hit this rhythm of where she can kind of flow in and out. Yes, she definitely has. Easy. Very, which uh, to to most artists' regard, it's not like they choose not to do that. It's just it's hard to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But she has that appeal and just has that authenticity that just lends itself well to the fact that she could just kind of do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Um, so. So I think maybe instead of doing the uh, song from one of our recommendations, I think for this season, we should kind of end on uh, a song from the upcoming record. What do you think? Uh, Sure. Do you want to? Well, so the next record we're going to do is Jawbreakers, Dear You. Um, Ali knows nothing about this record. Jawbreakers is one of my favorite bands. And this is obviously my pick. Um and I thought it fit well with the fact that uh, the first song I ever heard from Julian was a accident-prone cover, which is actually on Dear You. Um, so I'll be asking Ali which one he thinks is better. I assume he'll say Julian's. Um, song-wise, I would say let's play uh, – so you want me to pick a song since obviously you don't know any songs from it? <laughs> um, or did you start listening and you want to pick I, I have started listening, but I was just going to say Save Your Generation since it's the first track, but I don't really care. Uh, why don't you do Sluttering May 4th, which is right. technically Jawbreaker Day. All right. Let's do that. And wait, May 4th? It's called, yeah. So it's, it's, it's called Sluttering and then in parentheses, May 4th. May 4th is, is. Yeah. That's why May 4th is the best day ever. It's Star Wars Day and Jawbreaker Day. Yeah. But if you're, if there's already a Star Wars Day on May 4th, why would you then say like, oh, our day is also May 4th? Like, no, it's Star Wars they Day. Also, they also did that before Star Wars Day was named Star Wars Day. I don't this know. This album came out in 95. When did Star Wars Day get get named Star Wars? You know what? We'll resolve this in the next episode. Also, suddenly now we're going to call Christmas Ali Day, by the way. Just putting it out there. Let's leave you guys with the song. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>